What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Live Life Aggressive Podcast with Sincere Hogan. That's me and my partner, Mike Mahler. That's the other guy on the other microphone. What's up, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited about our guest today because we know our listeners love the topic of hormone optimization. They always want me to talk more about it, and I'm happy to talk about it, but I'm also happy to bring on people that I've learned a lot about, a lot from, rather, mm-hmm. to talk about it so that people can learn about the people that I've learned from and also get the latest updates from them because people often think, you know, let's find the anti-aging doctors and talk to them. And there's a lot of really good anti-aging doctors, don't get me wrong, but you also want to look at who are the researchers out there? Who are the people that are putting in serious time researching a ton, working with clients to substantiate their research, and what are they coming up with? Because that's where you're going to find a lot of good info. And on top of that, I like people that are the product of the advice they give. Yeah, I was just about to say that, so, and yeah. also you want to check to make sure, are they taking their own advice? <laughs> right, exactly. And our guest today is definitely a product of his own advice. He's an elite athlete as well. He competes at the Arnold Classic. People may be familiar with that event where you basically curl a dumbbell and press it overhead. Now, you're not doing it for five reps. You're doing it for hundreds, sometimes thousands of reps, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and Nick has won that. Nick Delgado, our guest today, has won that contest many times. He goes back and defends his title every year, keeps crushing it. So those of you that are in the kettlebell sport are really going to like what Nick has to say on that, too, his training oh, yeah. advice, because it's very similar, the energy mechanism. So we'll get into that as well. But without further ado, Dr. Delgado, welcome aboard. Great to have you. Hey, it's great to be with you guys. Now, Nick is basically, I like to call Nick the Michael Jordan of the anti-aging community. (laughs) And and he speaks as well as Tony Robbins does, too. He's a very good speaker. He delivers the information in a way that is easy for a layperson to understand. And it's funny because last time I saw you speak, Dr. Delgado was in Vegas a few years ago, and Bob Del Montique was was still alive. I know he passed away a couple years ago, and he... He's a really funny guy. He he referred to Nick as he, he said Nick used to be a real butterball when he knew him as a kid, and then he was so he was so impressed with what Nick went on to do because he went on as he got older he started looking better and he keeps looking better as he gets older. And Nick, how old are you right now? Um, I'll be sixty in January. Guys, you got to take a look at his website because that's gonna. You hear that, and you're like, well, what does that mean? It's like, well, look at nickdelgado.com. Look at his video clips. Read his articles. You're going to be real impressed. So definitely check that out after you listen to this episode. Yeah, plus but, he's got a world uh, record he's going after, too. So you're, going, you're, yeah. shooting for one, you're, shooting, you're shooting to go past 114, right, Nick? Well, you know, the aging record is an interesting one. Uh, the oldest woman, I believe, um, Jean Calumet, reached uh, 128 uh, years mm-hmm. of life. The oldest man, I understand, was a Japanese man this year that reached 116. Uh, actually, uh, my babysitter, and I have five children. My youngest is five, and my oldest is 35. But uh, her uh, grandmother was 113, and she was eating potatoes and and uh, making her own corn tortillas and squash and growing pumpkin on her on her farm and walking down with the the donkey to pick up water from the the river and carrying it back up at over 110 years old she was still working in the fields and at 113 she died of natural causes which you know it's interesting most people don't die of natural causes they die of heart attacks and strokes and people think heart attack stroke cancer is natural it's not it's 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 lifestyle induced Right. right Exactly. Let's get into that because 
you're a, you're a hormone optimization expert for sure, anti-aging expert, whatever you want to call it. I'm curious how this whole journey started for you. How did you get into becoming as knowledgeable as you are? Well, it, it started with a, a personal uh, story. I, uh, when, when the uh, mother of my uh, 21-year-old was born 21 years ago, um, she had a hyperthyroidism. Her name was Shelley, and I thought uh, I, my loved one there, that, that my significant other, that I would be with her the rest of my life. But tragically, she died five days after my son was born. And she died uh, related to hyperthyroidism, uh, which the, the condition was uncontrolled by traditional medical doctors. And then when she went into uh, labor, um, she, it lasted four days, and they didn't induce labor. And unfortunately, she died of congestive heart failure as complications to the hyperthyroidism. So I, I decided to commit my life to learning everything I could about hormones because I felt the doctors didn't – there was gaps in there. They didn't understand all the complexity right. of hormones and how they interrelate to our health and other diseases and lifestyle. And I thought that I, I could do a good job in that area because I was already director uh, years before the Nathan Pritikin Better Health Program, which was kind of the early uh, version of uh, longevity lifestyles. Um, I, I right. went on to work with Tony Robbins and the power of the mind. And I went from teacher to teacher and mentor to mentor because I wanted to learn what, what the general public did not know. I wanted to know from the top hormone experts in the world. I went to Belgium uh, at that is, I met in, in Florida and Chicago with the top Belgium expert, uh, which is Dr. Terry Hertog, who wrote the book Hormone Solutions and other complex right. journals. So I, I'm blessed because um, I, I more or less ingratiated myself, and I, I put myself in a position of, listen, I'm the student. I want to learn everything you can teach me. And I spent months with each of these guys um, at their lectures, videotaping them, re-reviewing the videotapes. Some of them have heavy accents, like Dr. Hertog. So, right. you know, your average public just doesn't get the power and the incredible knowledge that he has. So I had to translate that literally in many ways to, to more <laughs> common language. Yeah. So that being my own personal journey, um, now my thyroid is optimized to ideal levels. I consult with people, not just with thyroid disorders, but DHA deficiencies, uh, melatonin deficiencies, which, as you know, can affect sleep, uh, testosterone sure. deficiencies, which is probably, Mike and I, you and I agree, it's got to be the most important hormone for men, and certainly it affects women in, in, in a large way. Um, sure. we, you know, the growth hormone levels, the, the, the more esoteric estrogen metabolism, so I, I really look at all aspects of hormone balance, and I thought I'd learn all this, guys, in, in eight, eight, eight months. It took me, you know, eight <laughs> years, and then I finally got to the place where I could speak on it, and that's where right, Mike right. and I first met, and now yeah. nearly 20 years altogether I've put together in terms of research and study, and now I'm writing books and booklets. I'm coming out with a book on acne. It's a surprising oh. discovery hmm. about how we can solve um, many of the cases of acne that affects so many young people and adults. Very interesting. Is that is is acne a lot of food sensitivities and just poor diets, or I don't want to I don't want you to give away too much from your book, but just maybe a few few of your thoughts on that topic. Well, uh, you know, it, it really is interesting. When you mention food sensitivity, sure, the skin is an excretion organ. It's very sensitive to toxins, and, it, it, you know, things will get excreted through the skin. But the vast right. majority of hormonal imbalances that lead to acne, and I'll, uh, I'll kind of okay. tip my hand, is hormones. Right. And so the hormones usually, and it's often overlooked, everyone wants to suppress androgens, and they put, uh, you know, people on birth control pills, uh, these young mm. people on synthetic hormones to suppress the androgens 
pathogens. They use spirolactone, uh, which is a drug that suppresses DHT. And both Mike and I, I'm sure, agree that DHT is a very important hormone for men. It's what makes right. men Absolutely. men. It yeah. allows men to get erections. It allows men yep. to be strong and muscular and fit. And women need a little bit of DHT, but not too much. But it's the DHT in the skin that's the problem. And huh. sometimes there's a genetic factor. So what we have to do is actually, surprisingly, go back and solve the estrogen metabolites. Once you clear out the harmful unmetabolized estrogens, which, as you know, estrogen could be nearly 100 times more potent, according to Dr. Eugene Shippen in his book, Testosterone Syndrome, than testosterone. Right. So right. when you get these high estrogen levels due to poor diet, to uh, exposures for too much fat in the gut that converts to estrogen, or they're overweight already, and then there's a vicious cycle of more estrogen being produced, or maybe they just uh, are exposed to xenoestrogens, pesticides, right. and chemicals in the environment. So what we do is we detoxify these unmetabolized estrogens, and then when the estrogen drops, the DHT can drop back down, and the testosterone then goes to its 1 to 3 ratio with testosterone to DHT. So in other words, right. you balance out the whole spectrum, the acne clears up. It's just miraculous. That's very interesting. Let's talk about DHT real quick, because there's still kind of a vicious debate about the negatives of DHT, and it's very misunderstood. And there was a doctor, Abraham, I forget his last name, Morgan. Morgan Teller. Yeah, Morgan Teller. Exactly. He wrote a great article in Life Extension, and I saw him lecture actually recently about DHT as well. And I'd like to get your thoughts on DHT, because right now in the Western world, it's often thought as the culprit for prostate issues, prostate enlargement, prostate cancer, baldness, you name it. I'm curious where your thoughts are on that topic. Yeah, I you know I've I've researched it very closely. Dr. John Chrysler, uh, who has a website uh, uh, regarding DHT and testosterone, and he's lectured on the stage with me. I've invited him to speak on on this subject. But we we know that DHT dihydrotestosterone is uh, probably one of the most necessary androgens, and yet uh, we think and we've been led to believe that, uh, as you mentioned, that urologists think it's the bad guy. So they'll, they'll use estrogen hormones to suppress DHT. They'll use, um, as I mentioned earlier, spirolactone or other um, similar drugs to, to try and suppress or cut DHT levels. And all in the effort, which temporarily maybe calms down the activity of the prostate temporarily. But the reality is DHT bathes and nourishes the prostate. We now know, and this has come up in some of the early uh, journals, that uh, estrogen dominance of all things brings us back to estrogen that it tends to accumulate in the prostate of men and when you get a huge buildup of estrogen in the prostate because testosterone is not strong enough to compete with DHT the DHT uh, or that is testosterone is not strong enough to compete with the estrogen the DHT will then start to rise so everyone will point to the DHT ah it's the DHT that's the problem it's the criminal well it's like the policeman who shows up after the, the bank robber robs the bank. It's not the policeman who shows up at the bank. You don't shoot the policeman. The policeman's there to protect you. The DHT's there to protect you. You get rid of the the, the bad guy. The bad guy's the bad estrogen. You clear it out with dienyl methane indole 3 carbonyl. You use uh, broccoli extract, certain things that actually target the the unmetabolized estrogen in the the prostate. And guess what? Along with turmeric and some other uh, very important herbs like astragalus, it helps to lower the estradiol, which is 
another, uh, if elevated in men, it's going to affect uh, the body. So uh, when uh, Life Sciences reported as early as 1997 the effect of estradiol metabolites on, on its effect on uh, lipoproteins, so now it affects the heart as well, but there's several journal references now that I can point to that proves that it's probably estrogen, which is the, the problem in the prostate issue. Um, in endocrinology um, and metabolism, and this was in 1993, um, one of the headlines to the, um, the article was effective aging on endogenous uh, DHT, testosterone, and estradiol, and they pointed out that the uh, enlarged prostate was very much related to the unmetabolized estrogens, namely 16-alpha-hydroxyestrone. So the right. culprit, in other words, DHT is the good guy. So what you've got to do is clear out uh, this unmetabolized estrogen, restore the good estrogen, then the DHT will resort or it'll drop back down to its safe level. Not, not suppress it completely. You need some DHT, so it'll be a ratio. In other words, if your testosterone is 1,000, your DHT might be in the two to 300 range. But right. if your DHT is almost as high as your testosterone, then there's an imbalance. So you don't uh, cut the DHT, Ooh. you clear out the estrogen, the DHT will drop back down. Yeah, so it really comes back to a balance, and I think that's what people yep. forget hormone optimization is, because often they think it's get testosterone as high as possible and get yeah. estrogen down to zero, but we both know that's a problem too. You want to have a good ratio between testosterone and the good estrogens, and then clear out the negative estrogen metabolites, as you mentioned. That also reminds me of a study with some Italians where they actually gave them DHT cream, and it actually shrunk the prostate. It had the exact opposite effect that we would assume would happen here in the West, instead of making yes. it enlarged. And then their sex drive went way up, and these guys started losing their hair like crazy, but they didn't care because you know, their sex drive was so good, and their erectile function was so good. They're like, who cares about hair? You know? <laughs> Wear a hat. Just, what about, yeah. what about, what about yeah. the hair loss connection to yeah. DHT? That, is that legitimate, or is it more complicated than that? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Jess Grosbeck, who was uh, counseled by Dr. Terry Hertog, he did exactly what you just said. Although it's very difficult to locate DHT because it's usually a European prescription. In the early days, I had a few uh, uh, compound pharmacies that could make me DHT cream. But long story short, he was rubbing DHT under his gynecomastia, under his breast tissue that had developed. And as you know, as men get older, you know, you know, even Arnold Schwarzenegger, if he doesn't stay in shape, you know, that breast tissue will start to form, you know, and so you, you rub that cream there, and it actually starts to uh, reduce the aromatization and the conversion of these estrogen metabolites, and sure enough, it'll shrink down some of the, the, the breast tissue abnormally that grows in men, or even in young boys, you go to the beach, and you see these young guys that are overweight, and my gosh, they already have breast tissue. Right. Um, we, we know that uh, Dr. Jess Grosbeck, um, uh, he confided in me, and he said I could openly talk about it. He had prostate cancer and prostate enlargement, and um, he did exactly what you said. He was using DHT. His prostate improved. Uh, mm. He learned how to clear the estrogen metabolites using something I had created called EstroBlock, but basically, it, it got to the cause of the problem. Now, gone to the hair loss. Um, you, you see, DHT does form in the scalp, so instead of suppressing oh. the whole body DHT, I've usually suggested that people get a natural DHT um, suppressor, particularly beta sitosterol and DIM, uh, we can put that in a shampoo, which I've used for uh -huh. guys, and we just compound that with um, 
some other analogs that, that will help just to control the DHT in the scalp of, of the hair. And then I put them on a product called Grow, G-R-O-H, uh, that Dr. Um, um, Marvin Hausman helped to, to design, and that stimulates the stem cells in the hair follicles, and you actually mm. start getting new hair growth. It's pretty amazing how wow. well it works, because on my relative side, on my mom's side, my, my uncle and grandfather, they all went bald. And, you know, my hair got thin, and as I get older, you know, and I maintain optimization of my hormones, so right. I started using these shampoos, and I started using the product Grow, and, and the other product, Esterblock, and, and although when I push my testosterone levels to the upper limits of what I consider youthful levels where my 21-year-old son, where his levels are, I like to compete against these guys, although I'll be 60 this year. I want to compete against guys 20 years old and 25 <laughs> and beat them, which I do, as you know. And <laughs> knowing great. that, I have to have the hormone levels of a young guy, not an old 60-year-old. So, so I, But I like having a head of hair. So, you know, I, I, I think I've got a good balance now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Where, 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 where do people get this grow? Because we're, we're going to yeah. have a lot of listeners that are going to be inundating us with emails. Yeah. We don't, you know, we don't provide that information. We're going to be we're going to have a lot of emails. <laughs> exactly. I'm over here sure. doing the show notes. I'm like, okay, what is that? We haven't yeah. talked, yeah. never talked about that before. What's that? <laughs> yeah, uh, some of the hair salons carry it now. Uh, okay. We carry it at our office. If they just call our office, uh, the eight six six three one nine. 0566. They they can get a hold of of, uh, of some bottles of, of grow and usually within the first. I, I I gotta tell you when I first used it, I'm thinking oh you know hair cycles are every three months. It probably won't make a, a difference for three months or so. And I kid you not, within the first three weeks, my hair started to grow in. I was having to go get a haircut you know like twice <laughs> a month. And I I was going going to where I didn't go to the barber but once every three months, and it was you know like that. And I noticed my fingernails started growing better too because. Uh, one of the things it does is stimulates fingernail growth and hair. So my fingernails are thicker, stronger now. Women love that because, you know, women get thinning hair, but they also get uh, thin fingernails. So right. this, this uh, thickens the fingernails as well and the toenails. So you just got to be ready to clip them a lot more often. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you will be sleeping alone. Okay. <laughs> now, Nick, here's a question, though. Here's a question. So for someone like myself who doesn't have a problem growing hair because I have dreadlocks and they're pretty freaking long, uh, and, but right now I'm really trying to grow a beard, which has always been like my Achilles heel growing up. You know, would that help someone like, because I have some friends also, all of a sudden everybody's trying to grow their beards now. And um, would that even help them or is it just strictly for a hair that's grown on top of the head? Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up. Um, you know, the, the beard growth, you know, certainly that could be more of a genetic tendency. You know, some guys just grow a thicker, better beard than others. Mm -hmm. But um, I got to tell you, you know, a lot of times you really should have a 24-hour urine test. Mike and I have talked about this before. But right. a 24-hour urine test will measure the estrogen, the good and bad estrogen metabolites. It'll measure the androgens and the cortisol levels and the thyroid. And it'll give me the different metabolites. So at our office, we send you out a urine test kit. We get these things measured. You pay the lab directly. We don't, you know, right. collect any money for that. We just charge you a small consult fee, and we go over it. And quite frankly, I usually see that guys, even though they may have a normal blood test for testosterone, in many cases on a 24-hour basis, they'll actually show a low testosterone in the urine, which is wow. really a true reflection of your tissue levels of testosterone. Once we optimize your testosterone, uh, get the, the, the levels uh, better, and clear out these harmful estrogen metabolites, get 
get you on the right supplement and diet program, then and working out strong and hard and tense, you know, don't don't do wimpy pussy workout workouts. Sorry, I'm saying that word, but dude, <laughs> no, you, you got to train. Whatever words you want. Yeah, yeah. Okay. you can say that. <laughs> you got to train, and you know, you, you want to be a man's man. You, you know, I mean, you know, we're alpha males. We love being strong men, and we love leading people, and we love you know the attention we get from women. But you know, some people don't understand us because you know we're just a kind of a you know an outcast from a new society that's sitting at computers <laughs> and getting fat and gordy and they just right. don't care but you know what uh, <laughs> I, I love people when they, they understand I, I'm not being you know critical of these people I just think they need to be motivated and get their ass in gear and start working out and training and eating healthy right exactly uh, Exactly. That, that's a, I, I love how you included us in that. You know, we're alpha males. We love the attention we get from women. It's like, yeah, damn right, Nick. <laughs> no, that's, great. that's great. You know, what's interesting, Nick, is you brought up, I remember it was either at your lecture or maybe I read it in your book, but you talked about how you came across some monkeys in the wild, maybe it was baboons, and you said that they can inherently tell who has the highest testosterone levels in the group they come across in that they came across i think it was the the alpha male in the group came to you because you had the highest testosterone in the group and i had i had a similar experience when i was in uganda many years ago i was with my parents my brother some other family members and we went on a gorilla hike in uganda and we came across several gorillas and there was a huge silverback who came right in front of me he was probably like two feet away looked me dead in the eye I made sure to look down. They tell you to look down and, and basically bow down. That's what they tell right. you to do. Make sure you do that. Otherwise, they think you're the aggressor. I didn't need to be told to do that. I, I did that automatically. You know, the, second, <laughs> the, second, the second that silver bag stopped and looked me dead in the eye, I was like, you know what? You're the king of the jungle, buddy. Don't even worry about it. And then he, he just moved on after that. But I, 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 then I remember reading what you – I remember I actually read what you said about that before I went out there, but I never thought about it until afterwards. And I'm curious to hear that story again from you because I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite stories I tell, <laughs> and uh, it, it really uh, it's interesting because I, I went to about the time that I was training to break the world strength endurance record for Hammer Curl and Press, and and what people don't realize, it, it, you know, if you, if you look up, um, you know, uh, the record books, uh, the problem is they don't recognize a Hammer Curl Press. So Guinness oh. literally sent me a letter and said, well, you know, we don't recognize that record, even though your training partner broke it and Dragon Rat broke the record but you know you got to break the curl record so I started training aggressively to break the world record for curls between you and I guys the world record for Stuart Burrell was 550 curls with 50 pounds in one hour and uh, within uh, 30 minutes I crushed it and did 600 curls within 30 minutes within an hour I did a thousand thirty eight curls and you know I, I did this you know, not to, to, to show off or anything, but just, you know, to show up that guys, you know, I'm not going against guys, you know, age 60 and 55 older. I'm going against the world right. record holders of all time. And I can hold my own now. So when I went into the rainforest, it was about that time I was training for my last world record. So right. I was just, just peaked out. My hormones were optimized. I was on all my Testravita hormone supplements, you know. My levels <laughs> were raging, you know. And as I walked <laughs> through the forest, I was with a bodybuilder. The guy was an American bodybuilder big big massive guy and he clearly was using synthetic steroids and you know not that I'm opposed to 
to using anabolics and stuff, but he didn't understand the correct ratios and the balance, and he didn't have right. to use the synthetic stuff. He could have optimized maybe with testosterone pellets, like maybe Abraham Morgenthaler, the Harvard professor, that he feels is the gold standard. He could have oh. used some testosterone creams. He could have used some herbs, you know, some supplements to reduce his estrogen levels, but he had kind of, you know, the breast tissue going on because too much testosterone aromatization, and most guys don't realize how many bodybuilders have to have that breast operation. I've had guys come to me, even the Arnold lookalike guy, and he had some gynecomastia going on, and I coached him and got rid of it instead of him going in for surgery like most of these guys do. But, you know, all that being said, I'm walking through the rainforest with this American bodybuilder and uh, two other Asian gentlemen and another big guy, and we're walking through, and we're feeding the monkeys. We bought some bananas. We're feeding the little baby monkeys, the mommy monkey. And we're, you know, we're just enjoying ourselves. And then the, the forest, out of nowhere, the bushes started rustling, and a big alpha male monkey come running towards us. And I'm looking at this big monkey. He skips the other four men and goes right after me. And I'm looking at him thinking, whoa, he's, he's got his teeth, his claws. I turn and run, right? I'm not bowing down. I've got to run. And I'm running with the banana thinking, well, maybe he wants a banana. So I throw the banana behind me on the ground. He skips the banana and chases me out of his territory. Wow. Now, now, listen, this happened six times in the rainforest, not once. We continued through the rainforest, and other you know, dominant alpha male monkeys that were probably in charge of their harem or whatever it was, they didn't want me near their female monkeys. <laughs> now, listen, that was 2006. Seven after I broke the world record, I went back in 2012, true story, to Bali, to the rainforest, and I'm thinking, you know, this is interesting, maybe that was a fluke, I walk into the rainforest, same thing happens, and the Australian men are laughing, watching the monkeys chase me, and, and they go, well, you're, you're probably smirking at them, you're making fun of them, and I'm, I'm not smirking, I'm, I'm scared, these monkeys are mean, man, and, uh, you know, but they weren't chasing the Australian men, you know, were overweight, and, you know, high estrogen levels, low testosterone. Yeah, Highest estrogen in the world, I believe, Australian men. So yeah, I was about to make yeah. a joke. I was like, damn right, they weren't chasing you guys. <laughs> so, so, so I tell people, I say, listen, you don't even need to go to a, a doctor and have a blood test. Just go and have a monkey sit next to you, and you'll know if you've got good testosterone levels or not. Oh, that's hilarious. Your story is way more impressive than mine because I was, I was with my mother and brother and dad. It's like, I better have the highest testosterone among that group. You know, if, if they didn't come to me, I would be disappointed. They go to Roger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because if they went in front of my mother, that would be really funny. Yeah, no, those but, uh, were little macabre monkeys, you know, in okay. Indonesia in, in the rainforest. They're just incredibly sharp, fast monkeys. And, huh. you know, and I've had that effect w with other monkeys, too, because I go around the world and I search for when I was in South Africa and other countries and I, India and different places. And the monkeys are real interesting, man. They, they pick up who's the dominant uh, alpha male. They really do. Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting story. Let's get into your diet a little bit, and then I'd like to hear about your personal regimen, too, before we wrap up the show in a little bit. But what's, what is the – I know that you're a, a plant-strong guy, so you don't do a 100% vegan diet, but you do that a good chunk of the week. You've definitely researched all of the diets out there, so you're familiar with paleo, you're familiar with Atkins, you're familiar with China Study, you're familiar with all the different diets, and you made a conscious choice to do a plant-based, largely plant-based diet. What was it about that that you found so beneficial in your research? 
Well, you know, again, I think people first gravitate to something that works for them personally. And I, I, I was right. fortunate because I read a book called Live Longer Now by Nathan Pritikin. And in, those, in that days, I was quite overweight. And I was over 200 pounds, and I'm only five foot eight, so I was over 25% body fat, and I had high blood pressure all throughout high school and into college until I had my first TIA, a transient ischemic attack, and it scared me. And I, I realized that the drugs the doctors had me on to control my blood pressure wasn't protecting me, so I decided to follow the diet that was recommended, um, you know, at that time, which was largely, as you mentioned, a plant-based diet and whole foods and superfoods and cut out the the oils and greases and the the separated, um, you know, concentrated things that are just really man-made processed things. And so, you know, as I started eating, you know, just whole nuts and seeds or small amounts of avocados and and olives instead of the oils of those same foods, and I started eating more, believe it or not, potatoes and vegetables and rice and beans and peas and a lot of greens and and fruit. And within uh, about six months, I'd I'd parred down uh, to a a rock-hard 165 pounds from 200 uh, 10, and my blood pressure came down to normal. Uh, my energy went up. I didn't lose any muscle density. If anything, I gained muscle density, which shocked me because I was thinking, you know, in the last year, I couldn't get my cholesterol down until I got rid of the chicken and fish. When I stopped using chicken and fish after a year, my cholesterol finally came down. And so I was watching my muscle density and, and my strength, and I'm thinking, God, I'm going to lose some gains in the, in the gym, but I got to save my life. And uh, sure enough, um, I didn't lose any gains. And now now I'm a big proponent of it because uh, I, that's one of the reasons why I can compete at the world-class level. I can beat these guys because I'm processing glucose rapidly through anabolic metabolism and in high-intensity training. You know, you're always bordering on uh, more of a you know high-intensity heart rate. My when I broke the world record, my heart rate was running 195, 185 during the entire hour. So huh. you know, I'm used to training hard and fast, and you know, you got to have a lot of glucose to burn through, and your brain needs glucose from complex carbohydrates. So the, the myth is that starch or carbohydrates are bad for you. The reality is that complex carbohydrates break down at two calories per minute, which is exactly the rate at which the brain needs to get energy and the muscles need. When you get too much from like Coca-Cola or sugar, it rushes in at 16 calories per minute. It causes oh. a spike in insulin, and then you have some problems. So it's the simple sugars that are problematic, not the complex carbohydrates. So I use that as whole superfood. I get my proteins from yams, sweet potatoes, which are the ultimate source of natural protein on the planet. Um, you know, of course, rice-based proteins are fine, peas and so forth, um, beans. But I, I, I really uh, advocate a balanced whole foods diet. And wherever, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking you've got to adhere to the meat in your diet, that, that's a myth. If you like meat, go ahead and eat some. But don't eat it because you think you need the protein. It's absolutely not the best source of protein. Uh, that's very interesting. Now, what, uh, what about... What do you think about stuff such as the paleo diet being so popular right now? So it's basically a very high animal protein diet. Can people be healthy and hormonally optimal eating that way? Or is, or is it going to just vary with each person? 
Well, there's there's a really good video on 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 um, on TED, and it's a scientific lady. The name escapes me right now. I'll look it up for you. But she uh, she talked about the paleo, and she has this a very extensive background in analyzing. You know what, um, like Dr. Van of Texas University, who analyzed human feces and found that the paleo man was largely a, a forager, plant based uh, uh, individual. Even Neanderthal, you know, was as well. So you know you. Look Look at the, the origin. It, the, the men who were using meat, I mean, that's just a perverted version for the, the, the food industry to, to, to kind of promote that you have to have meat. Now, why do people eating a paleo and a plant-based diet do better when they're eating greens and, and plant, um, you know, a, a paleo? It's because they gave, gave up gluten. And, you know, when you give up a, a, a processed, highly processed, you know, wheat, and then it turns right. into like a, a starch, well, that's a problem because, you know, it's gluten. And gluten is not just gluten, and there's about 40 different antigens now we realize that are in wheat that are harmful, not just the gliatin. And so, you know, um, I, I think that's the good thing about the paleo. The bad thing is it makes people think they can only get their, their protein from animal base. When I, if you want to go a more uh, advanced direction in my book, Simply Healthy, my new cookbook, I show all the recipes that uh, center around uh, p- uh, p- the sweet potatoes and rice and beans. And if you look at the longest-lived culture in the whole world, who is? Bar none, the longest lived culture, guys. Who is it? See the Japanese. What yep. do we, Okinawa. Yeah. Okinawa. Okinawa. And you yeah. know, their right. diet is based on yams and sweet potatoes, oranges and vegetables, and they only eat fish about twice a month. Contrary to huh. popular belief in peer-reviewed medical journals, they rarely eat fish or chicken or meat, and it's almost all yams and sweet potatoes, which is far superior to a rice-based diet. So if you want to go to the next level, guys and gals, you, you go to sweet potatoes, you get your dominant form of calories from that, and you don't depend on the paleo stuff because it's going to slow you down. It's going to clog your arteries. You're going to have a stroke or a heart attack. You're going to have problems of cancer. You look at the uh, people in the Philippines where they eat a lot of meat and they have a high rate of liver cancer. When the Filipinos stop eating the meat, the, the, the liver cancer rate drops, just like the China study. And you look at other worldwide well-recognized uh, epidemiological studies of, of human cultures. You look at the Bantu natives of Africa. You look at the New Guinea natives. They eat a lot of sweet potatoes, unbelievably healthy, strong, muscle muscular people, uh, incredible nitrogenous base retention for muscle density and for, for peak performance and hormonal balance. Now, would you recommend cooking sweet potatoes or you can, you can add it to smoothies? What, what, what do you think is the best way to incorporate sweet potatoes in your diet? I do both. I mean, you know, for convenience, um, I do cook them and, you know, lightly steam them ideally, you know, in a, like a slow cooker um, and, you know, peel them. But I, I, every morning I do a blended drink and quite often I'll, I'll peel a whole sweet potato and put that as part of my blend along with the Slim Blend protein uh, powder that I have about 30 organic nutrients that go into it. So, you know, I, I, I do eat raw sweet potatoes. I like to blend them up because they're just easier. Some people cut them in little cubes and eat them and snack them on them during the day. They're the only plant-based uh, item that has enough caloric density that sustains you and sustains your muscle density. The problem is you eat eggplant huh. or squash. There's not enough calories in those things because they're mostly right. water and sponge. You know, there's just not right. much density. Now, what's, 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 I can just hear people listening, listening to this episode going, man, I'm going to go kill some sweet potato fries today. <laughs> you know, this, uh, this, hey, Dr. Delgado said sweet potatoes healthy. I'm going to have sweet potato fries every night. Yeah. And I, you don't know, to be you don't clear, know folks, that's not what we're recommending yeah. here. Exactly. Check out 
whole food sweet potato, not processed junk that's been fried in grease and so forth. Yeah, exactly. What do you what do you think about different oils though? Like we had. Oh, I think Mike just got dropped. But uh, yep. yeah, we had Udo Rasmus on the show a couple of months ago, and we were talking yep. about just oils. Mike, you back? Okay. okay. <laughs> I think so I know where he's going. Yeah. So you know, if, so if he you wants me to oils? answer, yeah. Here's my opinion of of oils. I I, I think uh, Udo's oil. I, I think the idea of a very small amount, if you use like a teaspoon or no more than a half a teaspoon. I mean, you're looking at about eight grams of fat there. A tablespoon is 14 grams of fat. And in a good whole foods diet, you rarely take in more than 20, 25 grams of fat in an entire day, unless you're adding in some soap nuts and seeds and avocados, you probably get up to about 35 grams. But my argument is you get the whole, whole essential fatty acids from chia seed, flax seed, from some of the whole nutrients as that. And if you're going to use a little oil, you know, just maybe rubbed on the skin, I think it's great for a vaginal lubricant, you know, use a little coconut oil. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't wait for Sincere's notes on that. On that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I personally rather, uh, in in the last thirty five years, uh, uh, use fat free salad dressings. I don't use oils in my cooking. My entire cookbook, Simply Healthy, is made without any added oils in in the in the recipe. So it's a novel way to go. But remember, I'm not advocating a fat free diet. I'm getting my fats from whole complex. Uh, fats and no one ever refers to that, but you know, eating the whole nuts and seeds, the whole soaked uh, flax seeds, and getting the the enzymes rich, bringing them alive because nuts and seeds have to be soaked at least overnight in water because they have an anti-enzyme property that will deplete uh, your okay. finite source of enzymes. And enzymes are the source of life between hormones and enzymes. That's the critical factor that most people overlook by eating too much processed cooked food. You know, so you got to get more of that raw whole smoothies and you know. S- mix in some soaked nuts and seeds and stuff. But, you know, again, a, a little essential oils, and if I were to use one, you know, someone like uh, Udo's oil there, you know, I mean, I, th- I think a little bit here and there if you're very deficient. And ironically, uh, you know, most people who are fat deficient, they're using too much of the wrong kind of fats and depletes their own essential fatty acids. It's a 3, 6, 9, the proper blend of omega fatty acids is what you need. Right. Now, I mean, Udo's argument was that a lot of the food sources, such as chia seeds, flax seeds, are just denatured due to the to processing, and that you're not going to get the full amount of essential fatty acids from that. Is that you think that's more just finding the highest quality, or do you think there's some validity? To that argument, I, I, I think so long as you can uh, uh, sprout and grow them, you know that they have uh, the nutrient density. And as you sprout a nut or seed, it decreases the fat content because it uses the fat for the calories to for the seed to grow. I mean, huh. nuts and seeds. I mean, they found seeds in the Egyptian tombs, believe it or not, four thousand years ago. And when when they pulled them out of the tomb, they actually were able to germinate them, soak them, and they actually sprouted and came alive. And they were four thousand year old seeds. Wow. Nuts and seeds are awesome, phenomenal. Sort of incredible nutrient density and I, I just think that you just have to be careful when I eat coconut I eat the coconut meat and the coconut water my little five-year-old he was raised on coconut water and coconut meat and breast milk of course and you know whole foods and you know no one can knock the container for breast milk it's the best right but you know all that being said you know coconut you don't use the coconut oil and consume it you know it's for external use and, and it's fine for being on the skin so yeah, I mean the young coconut is is delicious. I had one of those oh, yeah. yesterday. I could I could eat those every day. 
I mean, that, that stuff. Well, my wife tries. <laughs> We're always at the Asian market buying big cases of that because she goes right through them, man. Her and my mother-in-law. Like, I'm like, okay, we got to move to Costa Rica. So it'll be a lot cheaper to do this. <laughs> yeah, I've got a new book coming out on sex, and it, it, it took me 22 years to write it. It's kind of a strange, long story, but uh, the, the book's coming out soon. And I, 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 been kind of busy, I, huh, Dr. Nick? You couldn't, get, you couldn't get to the writing part of the book. I right? couldn't get to the writing part. I was doing too much research. <laughs> Two years. We know what was going on during that research. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I'm curious what your what your hormone regimen is. I mean, do you take testosterone cream yourself? And what what do you do to keep your hormones optimal besides your diet? You're you're really good with restoration and things like that. Do you take any exogenous hormones yourself? You know, it's interesting you ask that question. I mean, and it's a good question. And, um, you know, I, I like, for example, the four-hour uh, body, you know, how he uh, went to great length talking about how he measured his blood sugar levels and came up with his diet based on that. And interesting, but if you look at the amount of lab tests that I've done over the last 30 years between uh, 24-hour urine tests, blood tests, saliva tests, finger stick tests, I've subjected myself to every imaginable known test. So when recently they did a 3D body scan on my thigh, thyroid levels, uh, they told me that out of 2 million people, my levels were in the top three. And I looked at them and I said, 3%? They said, no, the top three people ever tested. And they said, oh, this, is, oh, wow. this is off the charts. They said, how do you balance your hormones so well? How come your levels are so good? And I said, listen, I'm, I'm kind of obsessive about checking my levels, not only my symptoms and my strength and my, you know, my mood and my energy and my sexual function, but I'm, I'm also comparing against, I run a log that I keep track of for the last several years and I keep track of all my lab work with the chart and graphs and I know exactly where my levels are, what I respond to, what herbs work best for each of my clients including myself and so I know that my regime is bar none been well scientifically tested on hundreds of clinical clients and with doctors I work with so that being said the core of my program is I understand estrogen metabolism can really be critical to good health so I use um, several uh, capsules uh, personally because I train hard and I tend to be a person that produces a little more estrogen than most people uh, and since I like to keep my testosterone at the upper limits um, I, I personally use about uh, six capsules of Estroblock Pro a day which is our triple strength so I divide them two uh, capsules every four hours so like morning midday and evening and then I take uh, Testrovita capsules which are herbs that are focused on releasing more free testosterone and targeting the LH luteinizing hormone for the testes to produce more testosterone. And I get outdoors in the daylight and I train in the sun because the sun stimulates a whopping 69% increase in luteinizing hormone and testosterone, believe it or not. Wow. Wow. Um, I also uh, advocate, you know, a lot of uh, friendly sex. I mean, good, healthy sex will stimulate <laughs> your hormones like nothing better. And a good night's sleep. Get to bed early. So make your date early. Eat dinner after. Don't eat dinner, you know, after, you know, after and then, then do your date because you're going to be exhausted and tired. I like to get to bed by 9 or 10 o'clock. That is asleep. Um, I'm in bed earlier than that. But all that being said, you know, I, I've got to optimize my levels so I balance my adrenals, which is critical, as you know, to maintaining good health. So I use right. a product called Adrenal DMG with dimethylglycine that helps the liver to detoxify all the chemicals that we're all exposed to and the energy processes the body needs. And that breaks down into glutathione and 
some very other important uh, hormones in the body and, and precursors. And so I, I do that along with the uh, thyroid. I use a, an iodine product called rad iodine, which is a milligram dose. So it's about 15 to 30 milligrams uh, a day worth that I take. And then I use Westroid, which is T3, T4, which is the whole compounded complex of thyroid, not just the synthroid or the, the single T4. And uh, I use a product for DHA, but DHA is best taken as a cream so it's absorbable because right. if it goes as a mm-hmm. capsule, it's going to convert into estrogen in men, and in women, it's going to turn into testosterone. So I use a product called Testavita Pro that has both DHA and pregnenolone and chrysin and DIM in it so it helps the metabolism to go to the right process. And I optimize my growth hormone levels with a product I call Grow Young, and I use an amino acid pattern the powder in the morning called Renuva, and uh, so that combination works really well for me. I have used in the past injectable growth hormone. It's harder to get these days, harder to oh, justify right, and verify, right. but I'm, I, so long as I keep my levels of testosterone in an optimum range, I notice my IGF levels usually come in pretty good. So uh, my insulin levels are incredibly good because my diet, my exercise, my insulin levels stay under five, and I train hard, so you know that, that burns through the glucose and keeps the levels back and I eat a lot of whole complex carbohydrate foods. So um, I would say that the only addition, I do melatonin at night occasionally, but I sleep really well, and I use a laser-focused concentration hypnosis type. It's a hypnotherapy program that I've developed, and that gets me into deep phases of sleep. So I do that as well. Is this a program you listen to, Nick, in your iPod or something like that, or is it something you just go through, a process you go through? Yeah, if you go to our website, growyoungandslim.com, there's some uh, sample uh, uh, audio versions that I've okay. recorded for people on sex and on energy and success. Uh, <laughs> but there's, you can load them onto your phone. But now I've got these new glasses that are just space age. And what they do is they have this little light show when you close your eyes, uh, blue and white lights, and it, huh. it tones into a, a special tone. And we uh, are releasing them this month with our anti-aging oh, cool. makeover. So it gets you along with the hypnotherapy script, laser-focused concentration, and you're, you get into the theta stage very quickly. I've even done research on what is the best state for a woman to achieve orgasm, and it's somewhere uh, light <laughs> alpha, high theta. And so what we're going to do is program the glasses. So prior to sex, you put the glasses on your lady. She, in 12 minutes, <laughs> gets it. in the state. So you don't have to wait an hour or two before <laughs> she's going to achieve her orgasm. She'll be right in the right state. Take that one. Well, <laughs> well, me, personally, I only need 15 minutes to get a woman to that state, but for all you other guys out there, yeah, we'll, we'll get those <laughs> okay. I, I was like, correct that, because it was like, I only need 15 minutes. I'm like, Mike, that's not a good selling point if that's what you're talking about. That's all you need, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the type of work you get Let me ask you one last question regarding, we talk about complex um, carbohydrates. What is your opinion on fruit? There's so much... There's so many issues out there when it comes to eating fruit. So many people are afraid of it. Some people say it's too much sugar. Uh, what are your opinions? Because there's, there's some fruitarians out there. There's some people that thrive off of just pretty much eating nothing but fruit. Like Mike and I know people that have like 30 bananas a day or something like that. And, you know, they, they feel as if they're thriving off that. So what are your opinions on having a really high fruit diet? Especially because there's some people that can't stand vegetables. So... 
Yeah, if if you read Scott Jerk's book about eat and run, he he really gives a good description and he really puts to rest this belief, this mistaken belief about paleo diet. And he talks about insulin absorption, the importance of glucose from fruit and vegetables. When I'm training, one of my favorites is to eat apples and jicama in between my reps, and it keeps my glucose. If I fall, find any drop in my strength or energy during my workout, also as you guys know, you got to keep your body cool during your workouts because if you over heat and you don't have enough fluids or you're in the heat, you've got to really uh, use a core body temperature cooling system, which I, I advocate an Avacyn device that I put my hand in. It, it, it cools down my whole core body temperature, you know, to keep me training hard and fast. But, you know, I, I think fruit's wonderful. I think fruit is much, much maligned. People don't understand it. It does not spike glucose levels. It does not spike insulin levels. What, where it is, is if someone's on a high fat diet and their insulin levels are desensitized, then if they eat fruit after that, then they're going to have some probably some insulin curves and blood sugar spikes. But, you know, when Dr. Anderson did the study to disprove the whole glycemic index research where he was able to show that people leading up to the glycemic index by Dr. Rebens, when he did his work, uh, Rabinowitz and those other guys disproved it because they showed that they were on a high-fat diet leading up to the study. And then they had people eat a banana or rice or a potato or carrot. And they actually told people that carrots and potatoes and bananas would spike blood sugar levels. And they were so wrong because when they put people on a healthy whole foods diet the way people should be eating, two weeks leading up to the study, their blood sugar levels normalized, the insulin normalized. So then when they would eat a banana or potato or an apple or a mango, their blood sugar levels were perfect. Everything changed. And you remember that study, they used white bread as the, as the glycemic index standard. It, they're insane. The study wasn't even done right. Right. So right. people run around thinking they understand insulin and glucose. They have no clue until you read the original research. Exactly. Like right now, right now, um, my wife is doing an experiment, and this past week, pretty much she's, she's eating, a, like right now, probably about a pound of fruit first thing in the morning. And, you know, first time someone hears that, like, oh, my God, that's going to just her sugar levels, blah, blah, blah. But she's also measuring her blood sugar levels first thing in the morning as well and seeing how this is working out. Well, to say, like, in this first week, her blood, like her blood sugar levels have dropped down. Like they were, like, already pre-diabetic in like the, let's say the three in the mid 300s and like right now she's already in a couple of days it's already dropped down to the mid 200s so it's like about two i think it was 267 this morning where it was like 357 on monday it's wednesday it's two days later okay and basically you know keep it very simple so just you know she doesn't do too much too soon she as far as her activity she's just walking every day with her mom so they're walking for about an hour and then yesterday through an extra 30 minutes in the morning, you know, which is also helping because she's getting some sun because, you know, it's Texas and the sun is out here. It doesn't hide out here in this state. So, she, so she's getting her vitamin D because, you know, her levels were pretty, pretty off as well with the vitamin D. I mean, she's supplementing as well with that. But, again, like I said, her blood sugar has really dropped in a couple of days. It's going down, down, down. And, like I said, pretty much all she's doing now is pretty much eating mostly fruit throughout the day because she likes fruit. She loves fruit. You know, we try to get some vegetables in there as well. So, again, we're going against the grain as far as, you know, no pun intended, going against the grain where everybody likes to sit there and say, like, oh, you can't have too much fruit. And, you know, the, the, the glucose levels and the fructose and all this other matters and all these people are so afraid of, of like, fruit sugar and, and things like that. But I'm like, dude, do you understand that in, historically people didn't have all day to sit around and go hunt something, cook it up, and eat it all day long? No, you were walking around and you picked something off a tree while you were out there in the wild and something like that. You pretty much, if you were lucky, you had some, some protein, some meat or something like that for dinner, if you were lucky. 
you know, so I, I just, I, it's, it's just interesting that um, this is kind of disproving that myth with fruit. That's why I asked you about that. I want to see what your opinion was on it. Oh, sincere, that's a good, good point. You know, uh, if you look up the original research by Dr. Kempner at Duke University, he mm-hmm. actually had diabetics who had uh, damaged kidneys. They were concerned they were going to be on dialysis, so they had to put them mm-hmm. on a rice fruit diet because the rice and fruit is low enough in protein, it won't harm the kidneys. And a lot of athletes should learn from this because they have a lot of kidney damage in young athletes now from overdoing the excess protein, you know, from animal products. But that being said, they were worried because they're going to put diabetics on rice and fruit. They were obese diabetics. And to their shock and amazement, after eating fruit every day along with white rice, it wasn't even brown rice, within um, two weeks their blood sugar levels were dropping down. Within a month their blood sugars had stabilized. Within three months they were off of insulin and back to normal. Within a year they had lost 120 pounds per person on this clinical study that saved their kidneys, cured their diabetes, and got rid of their obesity on a rice fruit diet. Hmm. <laughs> wow. So I, I tell people, it. if you really want to go to the next level and drop your calories, rice has a little bit more caloric density. So go with the yams, the sweet potatoes, the white potatoes, and, uh, and, and the fruit. But get a variety of vegetables, you know, so you don't have to be confined to only single mono foods. Just right. variety is great. And uh, all the high-fiber complex carbohydrate foods, you know, just learn the food densities. In my uh, video at Grow Young and Slim, I did a video called Scientific Methods for Fat loss, and I break down all the science of how glucose metabolism, insulin, fatty acids are absorbed, what foods are the best for losing weight, which ones do you focus on, and it's also mentioned in my book, Stay Young, uh, that you can get on Amazon, and there's another book I wrote, The Simply Healthy, the new release, the cookbook, which doesn't tell the story, but it shows the actual recipes, and then um, I got that new acne book coming out, The Amazing Solutions that I discovered. Awesome. Uh, that's great. Uh, one final question for you, and then we'll wrap it up. Is what do you what do you think is the ideal protein intake for, let's say, someone who trains as hard as you do? Is that something you, you keep track of? Yeah, I do track my protein intake levels. Um, I uh, probably, if you look at, uh, if you remember Mike Menser, who was uh, an advocate sure. of, of yeah. train to failure, uh, really interesting, good scientific guy, you know, ran into some challenges emotionally. But, uh, yeah, you know, sure he, 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 uh, he believed that you, you, you did not need excess protein. He said that, the, that you only need about 60 grams of protein. And he said that Mr. Universe, he said you could take an average person, a 154-pound person who has about 25 pounds of skeletal muscle in a person of that weight and you could actually if you trained hard to you know to to good uh, training standards high intensity and you ate you know say sweet potatoes he didn't mention this but I'm saying the sweet potatoes and brown rice and fruits and vegetables and getting enough calories I eat in between meals I don't let my blood sugar levels drop I sustain my caloric density and energy and as I do so um, I, I'm able to not sacrifice my muscle tissue because people don't realize that carbohydrate complex carbohydrates are, have a protein-sparing effect. They, they don't mm. sacrifice. Your lean body protein, when you go without eating, is what sacrifice first. And so you can't just convert fat into glucose. It won't happen. You have to go through protein deaminization and break down your own muscle to get glucose or supply enough glucose at trickles uh, every hour throughout the day, and you'll protect your lean body mass. So that being said, 
um, you only need, um, according to World Health Organization and bodybuilding standards, probably uh, only about 60 grams of protein. And in, in reality, I've even doubled the, the, the amount that's uh, absorbed and necessary from uh, lean nitrogen protein absorption studies. But the other disco- discovery is that human breast milk is the best absorbable protein on the planet. Everyone knows that's true because a baby from age zero to two in my little five-year-old, but when they're growing their most rapid rate, their brain's developing everything, they're living on only breast milk in most societies through primitive societies for the first six months. Mm -hmm. So we know that we get all the protein absorbed, and it turns out that the amino acid protein of milk, human breast milk, matches yam, sweet potatoes, and brown rice. It's right on track. So Mm -hmm. you're getting a better source than eating lean meat or protein animal product is uh, inefficient. When Dr. Lee did a study of rice and chicken, he was shocked to see that the chicken caused a decrease in protein absorption by 20%. That's something about the chicken, he said, caused inefficient absorption. He said that the rice itself is absorbed better than the chicken and rice. And he proved that in 22-year-old young uh, college students who were athlete training. And so we know that protein is really a misunderstood uh, concept. So I created a product called Slim Blend protein and it, it's basically a complex of all, all whole superfoods and it gives you about 10, uh, 12 grams of protein per scoop. So two scoops is 24 grams of protein. So if you add a few scoops into your smoothie, you're going to get the most absorbable form of protein mixed into your smoothie and blend and sustain your glucose and calories and then you don't have to worry about adding any meat at all to your diet if you don't want to eat meat. It's up to you. Hmm. I think that's a good point you make about the better you absorb and utilize protein, the less you actually need to take in. And then the people who take excessive amounts of protein, they're actually ruining their absorption abilities to the point where now they, they, they are, they're absorbing so little protein that they have, to take, they have to keep taking more to get less. So it's just it's, it's a very roundabout way that's creating a problem. Also, uh, to, to further your point, Franco Colombo, I used to get chiropractic adjustments from him all the time when I lived yep. in L.A. He, he had a very similar line of thought of what you just said. He basically said that when he and Arnold were, they would always have about one gram per kilo, and then they would add about maybe 30 grams of protein when they were training really hard. And these guys were, I mean, Schwarzenegger weighed around 225, 230 at that time. So he's taken in around 100, 100 grams, 120 grams of protein, which would be considered excessively low by today's standards. And I, th- I think a lot of the protein recommendations come from magazines which have advertisers that sell protein products. <laughs> right. Sure. They're telling you you need 400 grams of protein, which you're never going to get just from eating whole foods. Even someone who eats a ton of meat all day is not going to get that. So now you have to add in all these supplements and so forth. And anyone who's ever been to Gold's Gym in Venice can tell you that a lot of the bodybuilders there walk around with Lysol cans. And, it's, and the reason why is because they are flatulence machines. I mean, they're just farting on command. You know, so they actually have to spray the area as they walk around. And I, think, I think that's a sign that your, your intake of protein is excessive when you can just release gas anytime you want on command, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a pretty compelling sign there. But I, w- I wonder what you have to say to people who say, well, what about complete proteins versus incomplete proteins and <laughs> vegetable proteins are incomplete, animal proteins are complete. This will be the final question. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm having fun. I hope you guys are too. Listen, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, 
Frances Moore LePay wrote a book, Diet for a Small Planet, and she put forth the theory that to get a complete protein, you had to uh, combine beans and rice or use wheat with um, you know, some other um, uh, complex carbohydrate food to, to like beans to get a complete protein. The reality was she, she did a revised edition 10 years later, and she said, I was completely wrong. I no longer believe that you have to combine vegetable proteins to get a complete protein. He, she said it's actually rather simpler than that because all eight essential amino acids are present in all of the whole foods such as rice or beans or sweet potatoes by themselves. She said if you choose to eat a variety of foods, that's good from a nutrient uh, standpoint and, and vitamin and mineral and, and an enzyme standpoint, but you know the, the, the reality is to absorb enough complete protein uh, was based on animal studies, and the animal studies in Osborne and Mendel, as I reported in my original book, Growing and Slim, were done in 19, the 1920s and so forth. And, and these studies were really misleading because they fed rats uh, eggs only or cheese only or meat only or potatoes only, and they measured the rate of growth of rats. Well, rats, look at them. They're, they're sharp teeth. They grow very rapidly. They have a different uh, structure that absorbs uh, proteins from, from animal-based because they're more carnivorous. We're, we're more omnivores. We're probably, you know, we, we're largely plant-based. If we ate a little grubs, maybe in primitive times, and hunt, you know, got an animal once in a great while, that, that might have been the case. But the reality is that, you know, our protein absorption complete is completely available and bioavailable from so long as you get enough caloric density. Because there is kwashiorkor and mashamore. Mashamore means you didn't get enough calories. Kwashiorkor is a protein deficiency which really doesn't exist in the real world. It's, it's, it's when you don't get enough calories. So if you're only eating plant-based foods and you're only eating like, like green vegetables, there's not enough calories in green vegetables. So you could uh, probably have a problem with sustaining enough calories. So, you know, I've worked with people who uh, were vegetarians all their life and I look at their blood under the microscope and it looks immaculate. So long as they're eating sufficient calories to sustain their body in greens and vegetables and right. potatoes and beans, mm -hmm. you know, you know, these are the things when you when you look at uh, uh, Victorus Halvinsk. Um, uh, 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 you know, he, he's an interesting guy. He wrote a book, Survival into the 21st Century, and he also optimizes his hormone levels with natural testosterone and and things because he realizes, you know, you can't get it all from plants. You, you're going to have to supplement some of these things. But the reality is, protein that's the least of your worries. You just have to eat a variety of food and get enough calories to sustain your ideal body weight. Hmm. Awesome. Well, fantastic information as always. I mean, you're, you're such a pleasure yeah. to talk to. We'd love to have you come back again. I'm sure Definitely. we're going to have a lot of listener questions, and then maybe we can build a show around some of that stuff and then help promote some of the other things you're working on. Well, we're going to talk about the sex book and the acne book yeah. right around the same time. Yeah. So if you get rid of the acne, you might get more sex. I don't think that'll be a good <laughs> Yeah, you have it all covered. You're a clever guy, Nick. I'm going to show you how to get rid of that acne, and then your sex life is going to improve, so I'm going to show you how to improve that too. <laughs> so it's good. It's good. Where, where can people find out more information about your products? You have a great line of nutrition supplements. You've got tons of free information on your website. Where can people find out more about what you have, what you have to offer? 
Yeah, probably to, to remember, they can just go to nickphd.com, and that okay. takes them to a website called Del, delgadoprotocol.com, nickphd.com. Uh, if they want to go to the longer education site, it's called growyoungandslim.com, all spelled out, growyoungandslim.com. But if they have trouble remembering, just start with nickphd.com, and you can do a search on YouTube by my name. And, you know, I, I'm putting pretty prolific, getting a lot of material out. This year, my commitment is to get as much information because I believe there's so much misinformation out there about diet, exercise, training, hormones, sex. All these subjects need to be covered thoroughly and with great delight. It'll be fun. That's great. Uh, and then also, do you have any events coming up, Nick? You're doing any lectures? Yeah, I'm going to be speaking um, at the New Life Expo up in San Francisco uh, at the end of the month. I'll be up there. Um, I believe it's April uh, uh, 25th, 26th, 27th, and uh, my staff will be up there having a booth called Delgado Protocol, and we'll we'll be giving out samples, and and uh, it, it's going to be a really really good event. Uh, I speak it in San Diego um, Friday night and Saturday afternoon. I'm I'm there, and then they fly me up. Uh, so that's coming up in in April. So here I'm just looking at the calendar. Um, uh, Friday uh, Saturday morning, April 26th, um, around. Um, I believe one or two o'clock. I speak at the cancer. No, it's eleven thirty in the morning. Uh, cancer summit in San Diego, and then um, I fly up to San Francisco at San Mateo at the New Living Expo, and I'll be there the rest of the time on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and we have an exhibit there at the New, New Living Expo, Delgado Protocol, Nick Delgado. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be having hormone test kits available to test people. A simple saliva test for ninety nine dollars, and if they want to get more advanced, we'll send them a twenty four urine test kit to you know do more hormone levels and some questionnaires and nitric oxide levels from a saliva test. We'll be offering um, you know, a dry blood microscope test and some other things that are really cool, So, you know, along with a lot of samples of our various products. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to get out there in the community, and we have some more events. If they just go to growyoungandslim.com and click under events, they can uh, track. Uh, actually, right now it's under my blog, nickdelgado.com. That's the most update uh, of events, nickdelgado.com. Awesome. Excellent. And I've, I've used quite a few of your products, and I think they're awesome. I think your Amore V product is incredible. I've given that out to clients and friends, <laughs> and they, they, they love it. They're buying, they go right to your website and buy more after, right after. It's a pro-sexual supplement. So make sure to check out that one when you're looking at Nick's website, Amore V, and there's one called Amore O, I believe. So anyway, we'll put that in the show notes. Nick, thanks, thank you so much. Real pleasure. And also, yeah, finally, are, are you are you taking any clients consultations? Are you still doing any? Yeah, of that stuff? yeah, I, okay. I I do uh, an anti aging makeover program, and uh, oh, it's going to include the, the those special eyeglasses that condition people. So after they see me, they can really put to practice a lot that I teach. And we have a a more detailed anti aging makeover program it includes about two hundred dollars worth of product uh, personalized for the individual, and includes a saliva hormone test, and then we do some follow up tests later. Pull that all together. So yeah, they can call for an appointment and uh, schedule that. I don't think it's schedulable on the website yet, but there's a download uh, questionnaire at nickdelgado.com under Delgado Club. They can fill that out and send that in, and it's pretty detailed. It's really uh, an extensive evaluation of their hormones, their lifestyle, their diet, and how to fine-tune. So I, I kind of help a lot of the doctors with that program, but I also help you know individual athletes and you know CEOs and people just wanting to have an edge and just live longer, healthier, better, and sexy and just be feel incredible and strong. I, I really love your model, Mike. I mean, you're, you're out there motivating people, teaching people, and I love it that you're training them about kettlebells, and it's just, it's just so great. I love to see your emails and newsletters, so keep up the great work, man. It's awesome. 
Thank you. Real pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll, we'll get the link out to you when the show is available, and we're going to make sure to really get this one out there and get a lot of traffic your way. Thank you very much. All right, thanks a lot. Pleasure. You have a great day. Thank okay, you. Okay, bye-bye. Again, folks, that's Dr. Nick Delgado, Ph.D. Check him out at growyoungandslim.com, also ultimatemedicalresearch.com, and then nickphd.com. He has a lot of websites. <laughs> you know, he's, he's got quite a few websites. If you, put his, if, you, if you can't remember any of that, just put in Nick Delgado, Ph.D. in Google, and it'll pop right up. And then, as always, Sincere does a killer job with show notes, so we'll have a bunch of links in this episode. And... We don't want to hear any complaints about how the show notes are too long and you have to scroll <laughs> down your iPhone to get to the link, all right? I mean, come <laughs> on, folks. That's, that should be pretty low on the list of things to complain about in your life, okay? I mean, you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel when that becomes a complaint. It's like, man, I, my, my thumb is getting sore from having to scroll down <laughs> you know, on my iPhone to find that link. <laughs> uh, that was good, man. Yeah, oh. so remember, folks, we have an awesome event coming up in September. Speaking of great events, September 2021. Me, Sincere Hogan, Ken Blackburn, Steve Cotter, two days, eight hours each day, Las Vegas, going to be a blast. Email us, mike at llapodcast.com, sincere at llapodcast.com, VIP in the subject line. This is going to allow you to get into the course at the lowest price point possible, which is probably going to be around 800 bucks. So don't, don't, send us an, don't send us an email thinking, oh, great, I'm going to be able to get into that event for 50 bucks. No. <laughs> This is not mm-hmm. going to be that cheap, man. We're, we all work hard. And you know, frankly, if it were just me teaching for two days, that's how much it would cost. That's what I charge when I fly around the country and, and around the world. Now you're getting all four of us for basically the price of any one of us when we teach by <laughs> ourselves. So don't, so don't miss out on that. And again, it's not going to just be instruction where everybody goes back to their hotel room right afterwards. There's going to be social activities as well. As our last guest, Anthony Roberts, talked about, the best part about any seminar is when you're talking to the strength coaches at the bar or, at the, or in Vegas at the blackjack table you know, or, or, or at the slot machine. I don't know, wherever. It's going to be – bottom line is great training, and it's in Las Vegas. What else do you need to know? It's going to be a blast, guaranteed. Yeah, perfect. And also, make sure you hop to both of our websites and type in the coupon code LLA. Put that in as you get ready to check out. And if you go to my website, newwarriortraining.com, you can use that same coupon code and get 30% off of my physical or digital copy of my DVD, as well as my self-guided 12-week weight management one-on-one course where you're going to go in and you're going to learn, first of all, like I said, self-guided. You're going to learn about basic you know, physiology and how it relates to weight management. You know, you can self-test yourself at the end of every, every module to so make sure that all the information that you pick up during that thing, you're going to retain it. You're going to understand it. You're going to be a more informed consumer. And it's very interactive. You've got PDFs, you got videos, you've got audio. All this is included with that. So basically it's not just like, hey, here's, here's a report and you're going to pay for a report or two or something like that. No, you're going to get a lot out of this. And in each curriculum, I mean, it breaks down everything from basic physiology to digestion, carbohydrates, proteins, fat, you know, really gets down to that level where you can understand it and be able to apply to things like you heard today with Dr. Nick. You know, a lot of that stuff is going to make a lot more sense. Now you can re- go to the next level with that. I mean, we'll talk about aerobic activity, anaerobic activity, vitamins, minerals, all these things that people have made so confusing in the media and on their little talk shows and all that. Well, I'm here to kick them to the curb and help you guys out and give you more control and take the control from these bastards. How about that? So run over there and um, grab that. Like I said, use the coupon code LLA, and you can get 30% off of that program as well. And, Mike, what do you got going on at your site, brother? 
Yeah, just use that same coupon code LLA to get 10% off any of my nutrition supplements, my testosterone booster, my recovery oil, my Restorezon. So that the combination of the three is really your best bet. It's called the Aggressive Strength Bundle because now you're going to have super high sex drive, way better workouts, better physique composition. You're going to sleep better at night, and you're going to have less aches and pain and more recovery time. So that's really my most popular offering now is that I've noticed that most people – that that started off just buying one of my products, they'll try another, and then after that, it's a wrap. They're just buying the bundle from that point on. Mm. So the bundle is actually my number one selling product, and then after that, it's the testosterone booster. But anyway, get on the bundle. Don't waste time. Use that coupon code, 10% off. You can also get 10% off any of my videos, my eBooks, my T-shirts, basically the whole shebang. So take advantage of that. Perfect. All right, folks. So, like I say, look out for the show notes from this show because I know there's a lot of information Dr. Nick gave you guys, a lot of resources, but I'm on it. Trust me, I put, I'm putting it all in the show notes so you don't have to worry about, like, oh, what was that one thing you said? But you can always hit rewind also. <laughs> it doesn't you're, hurt. you're on it, but you're not on it supplements. You're not on, on it supplements. You're just on it, you know, just to be clear here. <laughs> <laughs> O-N space I-T. Okay. So yeah, when so. we say we're on it, we're not on on it supplements. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah, <laughs> and there you go. And all on right, that folks. Note. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, all right, folks, keep tuning in. You know, keep spreading the word out there. Keep hitting us up on social media. Uh, unlike a lot of people out there who have these shows and they're prima donnas, and you sit there and you tweet them or you interact with them on their fan page, they never reply back. We do. You know, we're, exactly. we're right there with you guys, man. So we're talking to you, and we're never going to think that we're so big that we can't talk to you. We're going to have a virtual assistant to sit there and run through all the answers <laughs> and, you know, try to talk back to you. But then you can realize, wait a minute, uh, this reply seems very clean and proper. Can't be Michael sincere. <laughs> you know, especially on the topic that I just asked him about. That was very nice of them. That's so not like them on the show. Then you know that's not us. That's a virtual assistant. And guess what? Not happening. So, yeah. So that's the, that's the difference between this show and a lot of those top shows out there that are ranked up there right with us on iTunes and Stitcher. You know, a lot of those guys, they're not, they're not reaching out with their fans. They're just taking you, they just take their listeners for granted and we're not doing that. Or they're trying to just sell, sell, sell and not give them any information in return. So we give you a lot of information, so we just want you to buy, buy, buy. Okay. It works out like that. It's all about balance. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't feel like buying something after this episode especially, because the <laughs> Dr. Delgado episode was incredible. I mean, if you're not going to buy something from us, at least go support him for coming exactly. on the show and giving away all that free information. You know, it's like, it's like we said, man. You don't want to be that guy who goes into the strip club and doesn't spend a dime. He's kicking just back. Watch everybody and drinking, get he's, he's drinking water because he doesn't want to blow money <laughs> on a drink. <laughs> nah, just give me another water. A bottle? No, tap. You know, and then he's, hey, honey, you want a date? No, nah, I'm good. And he's sitting there watching the guy next to him get a lap dance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He sits next Don't to the guy, guy getting a lap dance so he can watch that guy get a dance. Exactly. You don't want to be that guy. And then he goes in in the afternoon because they have a free buffet there. Free buffet. Yeah. <laughs> That, that that always like that, that, it's like it's like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna walk into a strip club at at so one p.m. Dinner. That already is unhealthy. Okay, it's one p.m. It's the sun is out and you're in the strip club. <laughs> that already is unhealthy. And then you're gonna have a meal in there. <laughs> a steak buffet. Now I mean, really, a steak buffet in a strip club. <laughs> Nothing about that sounds appealing. Okay, <laughs> especially if it's an old nude. A strip club. It's like, yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing increases my appetite more than that huh, for, for like, a meal. <laughs> like, when's the last time the, the health department was in here, other than being customers? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, folks, so, you know, like get you all that information. You're walking in and you're like, oh, it's free fish? Oh, never mind. It's just a nude strip club. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're out of here. See you all on the next show. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs>